cleanse us. Amen. Wash us in your blood. Amen. I'm open to you. Amen. I'm open to what you're speaking. Amen. Open to what you're doing. Amen. Bless us tonight.
Can you hear me? How's that? Is that okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, Saints, uh, uh, we wanted to have a time to get into this matter of the vital groups, and uh, we have a lot, a lot of fellowship. Uh, we've done this three times. Uh, one time a little truncated, and two other times uh, at, until the burn was released, and it's about 12 to 15 hours worth of fellowship. We're going to try to squeeze that in this weekend. We have just about enough time. Uh, and, and our real hope is that uh, by the end of the weekend, we could all be brought into a similar view related to uh, the vital groups. And, uh, uh, you know, I would say we really need to pray and we need to open to the Lord. This is very serious. Uh, you know, uh, we uh, we had a meeting, well, I might just back up, when, the, when we got back from the full-time training, uh, one of our big burdens was to get into this matter of the vital groups with the team. And we spent about 12 to 15 hours over about a three-week period just in lengthy fellowship to get into the burden, to get into the scene, uh, and to really try to be brought into a common view. And I would say the Lord has really brought us into a common view related to the matter of the vital groups. Uh, then last week, uh, we met with uh, all the brothers that meet together on Tuesday night, kind of in coordination, the fellowship of the church, uh, fellowship coordination of the church, and, and, the, and their wives. And we met Friday night and all day Saturday. Uh, and that again was a very, very good time. Uh, and I think we all again got brought into a kind of a common view. Uh, this grouping here, this gathering of saints, is mainly those saints who have in the past uh, have have uh, had some manifested uh, burden and uh, and and manifested. Uh, what did I say? Manifested signs of a vital group according to Brother Lee's pattern. Okay? And, uh, and uh, so there's basically uh, four groups here represented tonight, plus some saints who have expressed some specific burden. Uh, you know, so we, we've asked them to come. Uh, and then our hope is is that next spring we would spend another 12 weeks or 10 weeks with the church, uh, if the Lord wills and according to the Lord's leading, on Lord's Day morning to take one of the sessions to, uh, uh, to cover this matter with the whole church. So our burden is to, you know, uh, start with the full-timers, then to, I guess what you could call the leadership in the church, uh, and then to you saints that have expressed some burden 
or have manifested some, you know, whatever. Uh, either no, you know, there's nubs on the tree, okay? Uh, and and with in some cases in this room, uh, there have been uh, what I would consider to be some prevailing vital groups in the past, and maybe we've waned a little bit, or we're in various stages, but, but I would say at least to some extent with the groups that are here, there has been some burden and some express manifestation, okay? Uh, and, uh, you know, this, this is how Brother Lee ended his ministry. This is how he ended his ministry regarding the practical expression of the church, regarding the matter of the God-ordained way. Brother Lee ended his ministry with this matter, and uh, we feel we need to be faithful to, uh, to our brother. Uh, and uh, I, I personally am totally convinced that uh, this, is, this is what we need to do. And, uh, you know, uh, and all the brothers in the church... Uh, we have a very strong feeling, and the team, we have a very strong feeling. We, we need to be presented with something. You know, brothers and sisters, what we do with what we see is another matter. But if we don't see anything, then you can't respond to anything. You know, if I have no goal, I'll hit it every single time. You know, if I have nothing as an objective, I will be 100% successful to hit zero every time. But at least if I have an, a, a goal or a view before me, then at least I have something to measure myself against. And, and I would say it's not just measure myself, but it's a matter of measuring ourselves in our group against something. Uh, you know, I would say, brothers and sisters, we really need to, to pray, like I said, and we really need to open our heart. Lord, I, I want to see something this weekend. I mean business with you about this matter. Uh, I'm, I'm ve- personally, I'm very desperate about this because I think this has everything to do with the health of the church in the coming years. Uh, you know, uh, how much, uh, where we are 10 years from now, where we are 15 years in, from now, will be determined by what we see and what we practice and what we function and how much of a consecration the Lord can get out of us. Uh, how we respond to what we see. Uh, you know, uh, I do, I, I'm very encouraged and I believe the Lord is doing something and wants to do something in Irving. Uh, but he needs a vessel. And, uh, you know, since Brotherly first began to give some inklings of the Vado groups, uh, actually he started doing that in 91. Since that time, and... Uh, since he actually started to speak directly about the vital groups, which was uh, August of 92. Since that time here, we've been speaking in Irving, we've been speaking about vital groups. But, uh, and, and we've spoken publicly, we've spoken in little groups, right, Ted? Your all's prayer meeting, we'd have time 
right? Gary, Jill, uh, Alfred, Chris, you know, we'd have time, Rodney and Elaine, we'd have time, we'd talk about the vital groups, we'd talk about it publicly, we'd talk about it from house to house, but but I, I just, I got to a point eventually uh, about a year and a half or two years ago real, to realize we have no it is very hard to work this thing out without full-timers because uh, no matter what what we do eventually saints that have a job saints that have children saints that are uh, occupied with things no matter what your endeavoring is eventually there's holes that are just come you know uh you know, eventually, no matter what we can do, it's, it's you know, it just doesn't, you know, it, it's just almost, almost touch, you know, but you can't quite do this, you know. But full-timers are very good at plugging holes. They're full-time. Uh, so, you know, so we began to, to look to the Lord. How can we do something to have full-timers? How can we do something? And eventually, uh, I would say miraculously, it just kind of worked out. And, uh, and uh, you know, the thing just worked out. And people volunteered that didn't have need for support. I mean, that's... I mean, it just didn't seem like it was going to happen, and then all of a sudden it happened. You know, the same fall that we were telling the saints, we're going to cut back, we have to cut back on this thing, that thing, that same time, all of a sudden we had a team. And we and we launched a team, and now we've got about eight saints that are full-time uh, on the campus. Uh, and uh, so this is a great thing. And I would say, brothers and sisters, you need to pray for the full-timers. You don't know what a battle it is day by day to keep everybody alive and and pointed in the right direction. Everybody, you know, full-timers are humans first. And, uh, you know, we're all frail and and we really need to pray for these full-timers. I would say the Lord has done a wonderful thing to blend us, to group us together, it's a it's a great thing. Uh, it's been very good, but but we really need the prayer. So we have full timers now, but now we need something to match them. And what it is that matches them are the vital groups. You know, uh, that's that's the thing that that matches them. And uh, you know, I. Uh, you know, we're we're going to share a lot of things this weekend, and we're going to open up things. And I I I I think I can prophesy, you're going to see things you have never considered before, and you've never seen before, and uh, and I think you'll you'll have some view of something. But that is that is good, but that needs then some response. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you test spaghetti by throwing it against the wall and seeing if it sticks. So we're just going to throw spaghetti this weekend, 
We're just flipping spaghetti and seeing if something sticks and seeing what comes out. Uh, the whole burden this weekend is vision. But eventually, vision governs people. You know, Paul said, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Eventually, vision governs the way we live and it governs the way we work. It governs our service. It governs us in, in every way. Uh, so we're, we're really burdened to see something and hopefully out of, out of the church in Irving there would be some things that could be identifiable as vital groups. And, and that will be defined as we go. Uh, uh, you, you know, so again, I, I just would say we need to pray and we need to look to the Lord and, and we need to uh, be open to the Lord. Uh, you know, uh, uh, as the full-timers are serving... Uh, they're working on people to have one-on-one, face-to-face times with them, and and that's where we are. We're 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 at face-to-face point. We're fighting for that. Uh, we're having face-to-face appointments with these ones, with with our own children and with new ones. And there's some very very positive things happening at North Lake. I mean, the Lord has really come in. And we were burdened for North Lake, we were burdened for TCC, and out of the blue, there's three kids just popped up out of nowhere at TCC. Met one at the Olive Garden, one church kid was in Lincoln, Nebraska, and his father may be one of the elders in Lincoln, Nebraska, and moved down to Bedford and started going to TCC. He moved from Lincoln there, and then he's got a buddy, and you know, so this kind of stuff is happening, and and then people are coming to the table and signing up, unbelievers wanting to know about the Lord. It's really great. Tom was with a young guy, 18 years old, the other day, and uh, you know he had a card, so Tom went and got with him. <clears throat> Tom started talking to him, and he said, "Well, I just walked by the table, and I had this feeling I need to sign up." He said, I, I don't know anything about Jesus, but I just, I, I just felt I need to sign up. So Tom's in getting with him two or three times a week. And uh, this kid is like a little flower. He's like a little flower. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of stories like this. Girls, young girls, young guys. Okay, but all that is going to take time. Uh, you know, I talked to Pat Casey, and I asked Pat Casey, how long was it after the team got back from uh, Austin before you all actually saw where you could identify people are coming to homes? You know, not just one randomly, you know, every other week or something, but, but you could actually, you, you identified people are coming to homes, and he said it was about a year and a half. So, uh, you know, so that's a year and a half away. But, but we just we felt we have to speak to the saints about where we are, so that we can prepare ourselves. 
you know, uh, you know, if tomorrow, Mike, you say, okay, Monday, I'm ready, Johnny. Bring them on. I'm ready. Bring them on, bro. Bridge them in. Okay, come on. I'm ready. And Mike, you're ready. And Ted, you're ready. And and uh, Cheney, you're ready. Well, you know, it's like <laughs> there's a vacuum <laughs> sucking. You know, there's a great sucking sound in Irving, but there's nothing to suck. You know, we're just trying to we're just trying to keep the buzzards away and to feed these little ones to get them to a point where something can happen with them. So it's going to be a while. But do we wait a year and a half to, to do something, Monty? No, we, do, we can't wait a year and a half. And, you, you know, this... You know, sometimes when you're, when you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, you can, your business can fail due to success. I don't know if you, you know that. You, but you can get so much business going and you're, you get stretched out on accounts receivables and you don't get any cash flow. You know, you pay things with cash. You know, you don't pay things with accounts receivable. So you build up debt and you build up accounts receivable and you've got so much business you don't know what to do with, but you drowned in your accounts receivable and your debt. That means you're not managing the growth right. So we want a fellowship about managing what is going to happen over the next three years. We're looking at three years before anything takes place. You know, Arlington, the first year, year and a half, two years, it was. we all wondered whether it was going to make or go down like the, what was that, the Hindenburg, the Led Zeppelin, it was... We were wondering, was that thing going to make it or was it going to go? And it was nip and tuck for a while. I thought, thought the whole thing was going to crater. Because you've got full-timers you've got to take care of, then you've got to take care of church kids, then you've got to take care of new ones, and then you've got to keep the saints happy. And then you, but the saints have to be alive enough to do something when you get... You know, so it's like the guy on the Ed Sullivan show with all the plates, you know. He's got them all going... You know, he's running back and forth. What, what are you going to do? We we have to. Everything has to go in an order together, and it has to come up together. So, you know, I would hope we would all get very stirred up this weekend. We'd see something. We'd get very stirred up to be very patient. We'd get stirred up to be real patient, and we'd get stirred up to pray. And we get stirred up to stand with the Lord and get stirred up to support what the Lord's doing. Uh, you, you know, we don't want to get killed by friendly fire, right? You know, sometimes first lieutenants, when they charge out to the battle and you find them dead in the field, the bullet didn't come this way, it came this way. You know, this is where the bullet came from. And they fell. So, you know, we all want to make it alive to the, through the next three years, you know, uh, where where no one perishes, where the full timers don't perish, the saints don't perish, our dear little church kids don't perish, the new ones don't perish. So we need to see something that governs us. You know, if if you don't, uh, 
when there's nothing to see visibly, you have to live by vision. Right? You know, when Bud Lee went to Taiwan in 1984, it was tundra. It was tundra. You know, tundra? Permafrost. And he landed and rolled out his Nancy Ferguson tractor and said, I see wheat fields all over this island. And it was tundra. I was there. I was in Hall 6 in 1987, and it was not an encouraging situation. It was very much not an encouraging situation. And uh, you know what Bud Lee saw? I, I don't know. He got communiques from the New Jerusalem. He got daily communiques from the New Jerusalem, and he saw something beyond the physical realm. He saw God's way, and he saw that if we take this way, that the Lord can work something out. And uh, I think all of us need to have this same kind of feeling and this same kind of view. And may it do something in our being. May it charge us to consecrate ourselves, to give ourselves to the Lord. Consecrate ourselves to do what? To do something you can't do? Rebecca, you're... You know, can we ask you to do something you can't do? No! But we can ask you to consecrate to do what you can do. And what, what is within your, your scope of strength, your real situation humanly, uh, your, your real constraints physically, that we can, and we should. We, this, this is what it is to be a believer. We should have this kind of feeling and this kind of response. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and we need to respond to the Lord. Lord, where I am, according to my real situation and in my real environment, I want to respond to you. And I want to, and I want to make a difference where, I'm, where I am. Uh, so anyway, uh, so we've got full-timers and we've got church kids, we've got new ones, and we've got the saints in the church. And I would say the key ingredient is the saints in the church and, and providing a vessel so that the Lord could do something, so that the Lord could have a way. Uh, the Lord needs a vessel. You know, the Lord didn't say, I will build my full-timers and the gates of hell shall not prevail against them. You know, uh, you know and I saw descending out of heaven from God the full-timers. No, it's the new Jerusalem. It's the bride of Christ. It's the build-it-up church. What the Lord is after is the church. And the full-timers are part of that structure. They're just saints. They're just saints with a little more time. Okay? So, anyway. Uh, maybe we could look at look at this uh, front page here. Uh, uh, when we had this fellowship at first, uh, we did it with... Uh, Oh, actually, I, I, we've done. We've I've done this with actually all the brothers in Austin, all the elders in Austin. I've done it with the full timers here, and I've done it, and we've done it with the Tuesday night brothers. And and in those times, we 
never had this lead sheet, but uh, James thought it would be good to kind of prepare a bit of a summary. So this is kind of a bit of a summary, a roadmap of where we're going. Uh, so let, let's read Roman numeral one, can we? The God-ordained way is intrinsically a way of life. You know, when we had uh, the God-ordained training in July of uh, 2002, I would say one of the big things that I walked away from that time realizing was that the God-ordained way is a matter of life. You know, you think of God-ordained way, and mainly what you think of is doing And mainly what you think of is some kind of activities you're carrying out. But the God-ordained way is really primarily, firstly, a matter of life. And uh, uh, I think this will become very clear as we get into the points and into the reading. But, uh, But without this matter, without us being people of life, we have nothing to do with the God-ordained way because the God-ordained way has to be carried out by people that are revived. You, you can't bring revival to anybody unless you're revived. So, so first of all, the first item is that the God-ordained way is a matter of, uh, of this kind of uh, life, this kind of revival. Uh, the Lord needs a revival among each, uh, within each one of us so that we can all participate in, in uh, the matter of the God-ordained way. And the only way to carry it out is by life. Uh, how about we read 2? This is the second point. Uh, a vital group is a blended group, and it's not a, a collection or a meeting of individual saints. Uh, you know, that, that almost sounds ridiculous to say a vital group is a group. But, but you, you have to realize what Brother Lee saw and what he was after is that a group of saints, a small group of saints, would be blended together as one loaf and thereby uh, give the Lord the way in their lives individually, in their lives corporately, and with other people. You know, uh, you know, a vital group is living and it's active, it's alive, and it's full of divine activities. And, and unless that group is blended, there's no way for life to be present in that group. And there's no way for the Lord to discharge some burden within that group. So it's firstly a group. The vital group is firstly a group. It's not a collection of individuals. You know, and I think this is something we have to see. It's not some capable saints coming together to do something. But it's a group of saints that have been blended together by prayer. They've been blended together by fellowship. They've been blended together by their care and mutual care for one another. Uh, They've been blended into one. This gives the impact. You know, the Lord said the night before He died, He said three times, 
He said, love one another, love one another, love one another. And three times he said, the world will know, the world will know, the world will know. Eventually, it's a group of blended saints that has impact on people. Uh, eventually, it's, it's those that love one another and are blended together that the Lord can use to impact the world. And, and not even use is even a bad word because it's what they are that impacts people. It is their being that impacts people. Uh, okay, good enough for now. Romans 3. How about we read? Yeah, you know, uh, in when Burley started talking about vital groups, he uh, that was August of '92, and uh, I, this is uh, some of y'all have heard me talk about this, but for the sake of those that haven't heard, I think this is very important. You know, this how this fellowship began and and how the sequence of the messages went is very significant. You know, we have these books. Uh, uh, yeah. Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vital Groups. Uh, these messages came out in the fall of 1992 and the spring of 1993. And uh, the first six messages, messages one through six, were basically given to the co-workers. And Burley had a habit in, uh, in the end of the summer, right before the training started, he would get the co-workers together and have fellowship and just fellowship his burden. Well, that, that fall, he, uh, that fall he began to open up this matter about the groups and the vital groups. And so he talked to the co-workers for six messages. Then, with the seventh message, he, he started the training of the vital groups in the church in Anaheim. Yeah. So, message seven of that book is actually message one of the training of the church in Anaheim in the vital groups. Okay? So... Uh, so this is the vital group training in Anaheim. And if you notice on uh, Roman numeral 3, there, where it talks about it has three characteristics, that is in Fellowship Concerning the Urgent Need of the Vital Groups, page 50 and 52. That is message 7. So this, this message, message 7, is where this matter of purpose, nature, and condition comes in. So, and that's very significant. Why? Because, did somebody say something? No. That's very significant. Why? Because, brotherly always, at the beginning of a series of messages, will give kind of an opening, defining word. Uh, you know, a lot of times he'll set the scriptural basis, the groundwork, what he's talking about in the first message. I, could, <clears throat> I can think of a lot of examples 
where he did this. Uh, and this was no exception. When he got to this message, which was number seven of the, of the series, but actually was number one of the training. Actually, if you go back to the, to the tapes, the tape codes are different for this. These are one through six. And then when you get to this tape code, it's number one. But in the book, they're all joined together. So uh, I, I want to harp on this because this was his opening salvo to the church regarding training. And, and what did he share? Basically, he just shared three things. Purpose, nature, and condition. And these three things, the purpose of a vital group, the nature of a vital group, and the condition of the vital group, are really the underpinnings for everything that he'll say after that point. Uh, I think over over this weekend we'll we'll grow to love these three words: the purpose, the nature, and the condition. And uh, you know, the purpose he said was what the purpose is for the increase, for the building up of the church. It, it, this purpose is the goal of fruit bearing, of bearing remaining fruit. That is the purpose of the vital group. That's the purpose. Okay? And the nature of the vital group is what? It's that it should be spiritual. It should be something of life. You know, to be spiritual means it's what? It's not natural. It's not soulish. It's not fleshly. You know, First Corinthians chapter 2 talks about the spiritual man and the soulish man. The spiritual man and the natural man. What is spiritual is something of the divine spirit and something of life. So the nature of the vital group is something of life. But its purpose, its goal is what? Is the increase, perfecting and building up of members to be building up members in the body of Christ. Or you could summarize all three of those, increase, perfecting and building. You can summarize all that as bearing remaining fruit. So the purpose is this, and the goal, or the goal is this, remaining fruit. But the nature has to be something spiritual. And brothers and sisters, we all long for a spiritual relationship with one another. You, you know the taste of natural relationships with one another. You know the taste of developing a natural relationship with other saints. Eventually, it's like sawdust in your mouth. You know, the, you, you know right? With those you develop natural relationships, when it comes time to pray, you cannot pray. That's a good indicator that it's a natural relationship. That's a very good indicator. When you can't pray, when you can't break into prayer, that's a very good indicator that what you have with this saint is natural and it's not spiritual. And it has the real possibility of ending up smoking at the judgment seat of Christ. Okay, so the nature of the vital group is spiritual. It's something of life. Is that hard? Well, maybe, but I don't think so. Are, are we all capable of having spiritual relationships? 
Uh, absolutely, we're capable. And the third thing he said was that the condition has to be a condition of love. has to be a condition of loving one another in oneness and with one accord. Loving one another is the condition. The nature is spiritual and the purpose, the goal is fruit bearing. That's, those are the three things that he talked about of what a vital group is. And he said, this is according to the biblical standard of a vital group. This is the biblical standard of a vital group. Uh, uh, you know, when you consider nature, what do you think of when you th- consider nature? The nature of something is what? It's the essence of something. Right? So the nature of something is the, is the essence. What's essential in a vital group? It's something spiritual. That is something of its nature. Now when you talk about what is the condition, you know, what's the condition of this car? What's the condition of this house? This is an observable kind of what's observable outwardly. So it's, it's almost, you could say, atmospheric. It's environmental. It's what is the condition here. What is its nature? What is its essence? It's spiritual. It's something of life. But what is its condition? It is something of love. I tell you, the more you consider these three points, you, I, I, I do, I just go, where in the world did he come up with this? New Jerusalem communique. That's where. I, I don't know where he got it. I don't know where he got it or how he got it, but it is so balanced and so divine. It's so balanced and so divine. Uh, what is a, You know, I'm so glad that it wasn't nature, condition, and purpose. It was purpose, nature, condition. So we always realize that what is the purpose of this thing? Is fruit bearing, but if it has no nature and it has no condition, it's like launching a, a rocket ship with no, no, well, no base, nothing. You, you know, if you know, if you don't have like twenty feet of concrete underneath the launch pad, the rocket goes. It just—it's like a blowtorch. It just blows the ground out. And it just sinks. It's like the elevator going down. You know. It has no base. The launch pad is what is the vital group's nature and its condition. That is not its purpose. Its purpose is something else. But its nature and condition has to be something so that the purpose can take place. Now, am I crazy? Or is this great? This is great. And and this is what... This is Brother Lee's opening gun. This is his opening salvo was purpose, nature, and condition. You know, uh, you know, you, you could say that the nature being spiritual and the condition being loving is kind of like a little bird nest. And then the 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 that's the nature and the condition nature and condition but the 
purpose is what goes in this nest. There's these little eggs. These little eggs are the purpose. I, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you know, there are birds, I don't know if you know this, but there are birds that don't make nests, but they lay an egg on a branch. Have you, ever, have you ever seen these kind of birds? And they take turns holding it on a branch. And they kind of sit on it and they hold on. That's tough sledding, buddy. That's tough sledding. And how many, how many eggs end up splattered on the ground? I don't know, but uh, you could catch a little basket down there. I bet you get a few that land down there. What, what we need is a nest, which is the nature and the condition of the group so that within this group there could be these eggs. There could be the purpose could be carried out. The fruit bank could be carried out. Uh, this is delicious. This is marvelous. This is a marvelous seeing. Uh, isn't that great? I mean, it's just it's colossal. It's colossal. And each one of these three balances the other. Right? Uh, you know, Gary, maybe you're a gung-ho gospel preacher. But in your gung-ho-ness, you need the balance of a spiritual nature and a loving condition. And maybe Jill is a lover. She's just a lover. Well, she needs some balance. She needs to be balanced to bear fruit. You know, some someone. It's easy for a spiritual person to not be a loving person. You know, it's easy for a spiritual person to to not love somebody. You know, I'm very spiritual, so I'm very righteous, and my kingdom come, my will be done. You know, and and so I'm spiritual, and so I'm just. Straight as an arrow. You know what I need? I need love. I really need love. You know, the Philippians were caught because uh, they were they were being invaded by these Judaizers, and they loved the Judaizers. And Paul said, "I would that your love would abound yet with all discernment." You know, you need a discerning person needs a loving person, and a loving person needs a discerning person. A discerning person says no one is open. A loving person says everybody's open. And everybody's worthwhile my time. I, I won't look. But in this room there are lovers and there are discerners. <laughs> you know, you have faith that a dead corpse that's decomposed. If I just pray read enough with that, he'll be he'll be fine. Well, maybe not. Right? So you need what? You need blending. You need blending. You know, sometimes in the eldership you have brothers that are strong and brothers that are loving, and it's good. You put them both in the blender and put it on puree. And, and then you got a wonderful drink. Then it's just it's a just right point, you know. Uh, so we need the love, but we need a spiritual nature, and these two things become atmospheric and essential 
they become the atmospheric, atmospheric and essential mess wherein the goal of fruit bearing can take place. But the goal is fruit bearing. You know, the, the group is not for us to get together and feel good about ourselves and feel good about one another. That'll surely happen. But you know what the Vado group is for? Its goal is fruit bearing. Now don't faint. Some of the some of the sisters, some of the saints, oh no, I can't do anything. Well, okay, the Lord knows that. So that's why we have a group. Because in the group is the way for us to carry out God's burden together. A blended group carries out God's burden. You know, Bully talked about this this group becoming a blended loaf. You know, this group becomes a blended loaf. You know, there was a there was a barley loaf in the Old Testament that rolled into the camp of the Midianites and it disrupted the camp. You know, that's that's a proper vital group. It's not a tank. It's not a you know it's not a bazooka brigade. It's a just a dear hot loaf. But that loaf terrifies the enemy. You know why it terrifies the enemy? Because he sees people that have given up themselves to be one with other people. They have given up themselves to be to be natural from being natural people to be spiritual people, and they love one another. And that loving of one another and carrying out a spiritual life together pr- produces a, a response in man that they want what you have. This thing, that thing go off? Okay, huh? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd rather have it on, you know. Uh, so, anyway... Uh, a vital group that is up to the biblical standard has three characteristics. It has a purpose, a nature, and a condition. Okay? Good enough on that for now. Okay, Roman number four. I I hope we could all be impressed though. What what should we be? We should be people that are a blend... It's something of life. We're alive. We're a blended group. And this blended group has three characteristics. We have a, a purpose or a goal. There's a nature that it's spiritual. And it has a condition where, that we love one another. Okay, Roman numeral 4. You know, this is subsequent to speaking about the three characteristics. Beverly talked about what is it to be vital. To be vital is to be living and active. And we'll talk about this a lot this weekend. But, but vital, vital is living and active. You know, it has a life component. And it has an activity component. He called it the dynamic activities. He called it the divine activities. And these activities come out of the, the life that is shared in the group. It's living and it's active. 
Amen. How about we keep going? <laughs> Roman numeral 5. Because of what the Bible has and is, it does four things. It begets, nourishes, perfects, and builds. It does what? It begets, nourishes, perfects, and builds. So you have a vital group has three characteristics. Because it has these three characteristics, then it is vital. It is vital. It's living, it's alive, and it's active. And because it has these three characteristics, and it is vital, it does something. It carries out four things, which is begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building up through the prophesying. Uh, this is very good. We'll see. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about history. The history of the God ordained way, Brother Lee's burden, uh, what he got into, when he got into the things, all the points he got into, and how he arrived at the vital groups. I really want us to see what it, you know, this wasn't just another thing, another link in the chain that is just like all the other links in the chain. When he got to the Vado groups, we got to the thing. It, we got to the thing itself. We got to the point. Uh, it's really good. Okay. Uh, this matter of begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building is, is very hard to carry out individually. Who can carry it out individually? There's a few that can carry it out individually. Some are very capable, very strong, very constituted, and they can carry out, to some extent, begetting, nourishing, perfecting, and building. But where does that leave us? Where does that leave us? You know, Marie, where does that leave us? Out Outside, it leaves us, you know. But but there's a way in the group for this thing to be carried out in an organic, marvelous way, and in the way of life. Uh, it is it is the case. Roman numeral six. Can we read it? The actuality, practicality, and reality of the building up of the body of Christ is for the producing of the overcomers, the perfected God-men, today's Zion, and can be realized in the vital groups. This is all from... Uh, this book, Practical Points Concerning Blending, which was a, a, a fellowship Brother Lee gave. Uh, let me see. That's when was that? That was May 94. Yeah, May 94. Uh, that was from a fellowship Brother Lee gave. Uh, this was after the beginning of the High Peak Truths. And, uh, and Brother Lee in this book blended the matter of the body of Christ, the overcomers, and the vital groups, and the God-man living, all blended it together. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Let me just mention, uh, 
I told you about message one through six, and then I told you about message seven. Message eight. Yeah, message eight will will touch a little bit. Uh, it, it's 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 about our message eight is about our character and our person. It's very interesting. As soon as he touched the matter of purpose, nature, condition, the next message and the few messages after that, he started touching our character because he was touching what is natural. Because the biggest obstacle to a vital group is our natural being and what we are according to our natural man and what we are according to our character. And he talked about peculiarities. He talked about all the self-preferences, this thing and that thing. And it's eventually, it's what we are that annihilates the vital group. It's what we are. It's our peculiarities that annihilate. Uh, so, so peculiarities in natural man is opposed, is opposite of what? Spiritual. That he touched in in, chapter, in in message seven. Okay, it's very interesting. Between message seven and eight, he went to Seattle for the Labor Day conference in 1992. And and I don't know if you you probably I'm sure you don't know offhand what he covered up there, but but in nine uh, in Labor Day he covered the matter of the overcomers. So, right from the beginning of the Vital Group Fellowship, he began to talk about the overcomers, and then you'll see this matter of the overcomers popping up in the vital groups. Then when he gets to that book, Practical Points on Blending, in 94, he mingles the overcomers, the vital groups, the perfected God-man, all together and 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 actually, he says, "Wait till we read the quotes. The quotes are so striking." He says that eventually, there is among us there is no actuality, no practicality, and no reality of the body of Christ. But his solution to lack of actuality, practicality, and reality is what? Vital groups. And this is the place for the Zion of God. This is the place for the overcomers. Wait till we reread. It is too striking. It's too striking. And it will become very clear why the vital groups is the place of the overcomers. It's not the place of the super saint. It's the place of the normal Overcomers. Marie, can you repeat after me? I can be an overcomer. I can be an overcomer. Amen. Right? Vicki, what can you be? I could be an overcomer. Yeah. You can be an overcomer. You know, in Austin, there were saints there that that had it planned that as soon as their last kid got through college, got out, they were just going to become like steam and vaporize. And they were going to drift somewhere. And before you know it, they'd be off the phone list and they'd go off. This is real. 
And they'd go off, they'd find a little piece of property, and they'd just live there and die. Because they, they, were, they had no hope. They had no hope. They had no hope that they could have anything to do in a positive way with the judgment seat of Christ. They were hopeless. They felt hopeless. You know, today, those saints say, I can be an overcomer. And I'm living an overcoming life. Because if a vital group is proper, it is spiritual, it is loving, and it is fruit-bearing, and it absolutely fulfills, it absolutely fulfills God's requirement on man. This is is the way I was meant to live. This is what we got into when we got into the church in the early days. This is what we got into. You know? It's not hard. It's absolutely doable. And it's according to where you are. Jill, can you say, with three kids and a pair of twins, I can be an overcomer? Can you say that? Just say, I can be an overcomer. (laughs) Hallelujah. Sister, you can. Right where you are. Otherwise, otherwise, you should have a complaint. You say, God, is this for the full-timers? I'm a believer. You saved me. I didn't ask you to save me. You saved me. I didn't ask you to. You saved me. I can't be an overcomer where I'm at? Yeah, I can be an overcomer. It's a doable deal. It's doable. It's doable. It, it, is the, it can be the actuality, the reality, and the practicality of the body of Christ. L- listen to this. this. This is all just a gleaning from various spots in this book and putting it together. The actuality, practicality, and reality of the building of the body of Christ is for the producing of the overcomers, the perfected God-men. Today's Zion and can be realized in the vital groups. It's, it's the case. It's the real situation. It can happen. And it's got to happen. And it's going to happen. And, you know, brothers and sisters, as the full-timers are laboring and serving, the Lord needs to raise up in a lot of domiciles in Irving, a lot of homes, the Lord needs to raise up groups of saints that match the Lord. Then, when these new ones come into that situation, there's some immediate registration with them. There's an immediate response with them. This is what I want and this is what I need. Uh, uh, You know what we maybe do? Maybe we...